Good morning and welcome. I'm your host, Nick Lombardi. This is Nick's Game Changer podcast. My friend, Chris Ulbrich. Ulbrich. Nick, how are you doing today? How are you? Good nice to see you. Nice to see you. Chris is the CEO and chairman of Ulbrich Stainless Steels and Specialty Metals. Family business. Been around for 42 years. 95 years. Ni- 95. Oh, I'm sorry. I wrote... Ni- let's I've been working 42 years. You've been working for 42 <laughs> years. 95 years. That's a long time. Why don't you tell us a little bit of history about Ulbrich? Well, my grandfather started the company in 1924 and had three sons, Fred, Dick, and Dan. And I joined the company in the late 70s and uh, 42 years with the company. Like a flash. And we have uh, you know 10 locations worldwide, 700 employees. We insure 1,300 lives. Wow. Um, medical insurance, that's, uh, that's a key thing for people, as you know. Yeah. And we supply, we make metal, and then people make parts. Um, from airplane engine parts to medical parts, airbag parts in cars, you know, consumer goods in, in your house uh, could be sprinklers, spl- sprinkler heads, mm-hmm. um, you know, electronic parts, like cameras mm-hmm. that's going right now, and uh, jewelry, you name it. And you know, our metal uh, makes uh, our air cleaner and uh, and our water cleaner, and things are getting lighter and lighter. Mm-hmm. big need for our products yeah. in industry, so it's all good stuff. What's it been like to stay innovative and competitive in, the, in that industry? Yeah, no, it's, we're a supply chain partner to people and a, and a uh, innovation inventor with other customers mm-hmm. making parts, and about 20% of our products um, in the last, every two years is brand new. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of new inventions out there, lots of new things. Mm. Helping our lives, um, like I said, in pollution and things like that. Yeah. So, just got to stay ahead of it and, sure. and and do it. It's, yeah. As a young man, was it your intent to get in the family business, or is that always the plan, or how'd that how'd that go? Yeah, I I think I was always going to work in the family business. I wanted to work uh, for another company for a little bit, and that happened for a little bit. But mm. like I was in Alaska, and my father I was last camping my father calls me he says do you want to start company working in the company I go okay but <laughs> but uh, I wish I worked I had a job with a uh, in Cleveland with Republic Steel and you know I, I only worked there for six months I wish it, it was a couple years more yeah. outside experience sure. but but it, it was timing too so yeah. you got to join a family business at the right time yeah and uh, yeah so it worked out well Good. Well, good. Well, I'm excited to have you here. So Could be here. For someone that's listening for the first time, the format is it's a Q&A format, very conversational. If you've ever read the uh, Tim Ferriss book, Tribe of Mentors, that's where we kind of got the idea for the format. Oh. So if, if you haven't read it, I recommend checking it out. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So what we'll do is just jump into the first question. So Chris, if you could you name three words that describe you and explain why? Three words. Well, let's see. Um, I think driven, um, like to get things done personal and family integrity so important backing that and um, I think multitask you know multi- mm-hmm. multitasking is so important you know, you know you know working on 12 things at once getting things done I think that's yeah so I think that's what yeah those what are I'm good. about and those are the same characteristics throughout your whole career that you think have helped you yeah. be successful yeah I believe so I believe so so the next question uh, what are some causes that you care about yeah, well, we uh, we actually take a percentage of our sales at Obrick and um, use it for donations and you know for children and elderly in the Mirrodin and Wallingford area. 
sometimes we branch out like Ronald McDonald House and things like that. But mm-hmm. we try to, you know, st- keep the money in the Wallingford and Meriden area. And um, I'm after we just made a donation to the PNA Polish Club. Uh, they're doing a um, pavilion in Wallingford. Um, I thought they're picking the check up today. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and just helping out the community. Community's been good to us since 1924, so yeah. it's a good way to give back. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's all, it's all good. But, and, and it's certainly needed now in this environment where, yeah. unfortunately, uh, state finances, you know, have, could have been managed better and there's not a lot of um, monies around for people in need. So you think private fundraising is a, is a good alternative to more of that municipal, even state, federal funding? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. I, you know, and I, and I think it's proven that it's worked quite a bit, especially through the, the United Ways and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, managed, you know, as long as the administration costs are, are not that not that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing's worse than, you know, you, you know, you know, police union calling up or something and, you know, 40% of the funds go to a fundraiser. That's not right. Right. I but, understand. But, but United Way, like 11 cents go to, go to administration costs. So you've got to find the right organization yeah. or, or do, you know, kind of do it yourself in the community. Well, I think that your organization and you, your family has got a good reputation uh, in the community and doing a lot of good things for, for people. Thanks. Which is <clears throat> wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, the next question do you have a mentor, and if so, how have they helped you? Well, I think um, I think my father Fred was a mentor. He passed away five years uh, ago, um, next next month, and uh, you know a lot of people knew Fred, and you know he, he was a real dynamo in the community and hardworking. Built our company. 1960, our sales were a million dollars. Today, they're 400 million, mm. and um, he and Dick did did a lot of that work. Um, so. And you know he was he had quite a charisma, um, and uh, just knew how to manage things. And you know, from everybody in the shop to uh, being at the White House, I mean, he, you know, he he was he was really something. So, and I learned a lot from him, and he was a good man. I miss him. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that he always had a vision for what he was trying to build or what he was building? Yeah. Yeah. And and. Uh, had lots of visions on different different things in the business, and then he'd push himself. Like he wasn't good in languages, so he'd learn he learned Spanish, he learned French, mm-hmm. and then then to use, then to use the other side of his brain, he collected dollies. You know, he didn't really. I don't know if he really enjoyed it, but yeah. but uh, it was like it forced him to use the other side of the brain. So he was a full person mm-hmm. thinking like that. That yeah. how do I can how do I push myself? And it was really interesting. So do you think some of your characteristics you picked up from your dad? Well, I do it on a minor degree like that, like <laughs> reading books that I might not really like, yeah. but uh, trying to, you know, learn, learn a little more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. So actually, that's a nice segue to our next question. Which book or author influenced your life? Well, um, I really enjoy uh, all the Churchill books. Mm-hmm. You know, Churchill, you know... I think he wrote 80 books or something himself, and uh, he'd uh, he'd work all day in politics. Then at night, sit in a tub and write books. And, and uh, yeah, he was incredible. Yeah. And um, he was you know shot in three continents. You know, you know he's been everything in the UK from uh, Navy, Navy uh, secretary to 
to um, the Parliament to um, mm -hmm. to Prime Minister many times, and he he was really something. And you know, and he pushed. Everybody wanted to make a deal with Hitler, mm -hmm. and he said, "No, he can't be trusted." And and guess what? He was right. And and you know, he he really was the leader. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really. Uh, yeah, you know, it's really something. I was very time. impressed. Yeah, we're very impressed. You know how uh, it's easy to fall in line and say, "Oh yeah, let's let's do this." Take, kick the can, do the easy way out. Mm -hmm. But but a visionary leader like like Churchill was really something. How do you find time to 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 read and to with your schedule the way that it is? Well, no, I I read at night, but I also listen to books and and you know wherever I go in the car, I got Audible mm -hmm. and. Uh, so, so I got like travel. I got like seventeen books in, in the queue here. <laughs> so that's what I do. I listen to books all the time. Yeah. And I, so so I would if I was on Jeopardy, 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 and uh, they ask about music, people. Guess what? No, I would I know. would fail. Yeah, I, I know nothing about music, zero, <laughs> or or the Academy and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 right. Actors, zero. Zero. <laughs> that's okay. That's yeah, okay. that's but. Yeah, don't don't get me as a Jeopardy uh, partner. <laughs> I'll, remember, I'll remember that. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna jump into the next question. Um, kind of a long one. Are you learning as fast as the world is changing? And how do you push yourself to keep growing and evolving? Well, and you know, as a company, we're we're heavily involved with lean, getting better all the time, mm -hmm. and we have some AI, um, artificial intelligent projects going on. Mm -hmm. And um, our suppliers help us, um, from our steel suppliers to our um, local suppliers. And, and again, I think you, have, you you try different things, you read, and uh, you know it's so important to get better and better and better in this world market. And uh, and it's out there. There's lots of new things out there. You know, with 5G coming, mm -hmm. and um, and you know all this AI stuff is incredible. We just we have a program for our um, to help our medical costs and help our people. Um, and there's an AI program that I think that's going to be the latest in, um, in medical treatments and how to, how to do things better. Mm -hmm. so, um, so we're involved in a lot of that, a lot of those items. So you just mentioned a doing business in a global economy. Tell me about doing business in Connecticut specifically. Well, where um, our sales are 400 million half outside the United States, half in the United States. We have some customers in Connecticut, not a lot. A lot are in the Midwest, down South. Um, so, so you know, Connecticut is fine to do business with. It's, mm -hmm. it's, just, and, and it's just the infrastructure needs improvement. And it's, it'd be nice that some of the root cause issues mm -hmm. our leaders uh, in Connecticut resolve instead of kicking the can right. down the road. Right. So hopefully um, some of these, you know, I don't, you know, we should all, you know, don't mind paying more taxes as long as it's, it's spent wisely right. and, and done right, you know. I mean, you know, we'll, we have to see where some of this stuff goes right oh, now. Right. But, um, you know, I mean, Connecticut, in between New York and Boston, we have, you know, the Four Seasons. We right. have great people, great education. Right. And um, yeah, a lot of wonderful things. Yep, you know, and so, you know the infrastructure, obviously issues, and mm -hmm. some of the root cause benefit issues that that uh, you know, former people haven't paid for, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Right. So, and some of the stuff has to be fixed, and yeah. it's broken. If if we were a business, you know, we would address it and fix mm -hmm. it. Right. You know, the government kicks the can. Right. So. Right. Understand. Um, I think that there's some things we can we can. 
learn from uh, observing what's going on cyclically in our in our in our state, and uh, hopefully they make some changes. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about um, a goal. That, next question: What goal do you have for yourself that you want to accomplish in the next year? Well, let's see. Um, well, I'm working on uh, trying to get in shape so I can do. Um, we've been doing parts of the Appalachian Trail group of us, um, which is 2,142 miles. Mm -hmm. I'm probably about a third done with it, wow. doing it in sections. So I'm going to do about uh, hopefully 250 mile stretch. So that's a goal of mine, and I'm mm -hmm. going to collect money for a homeless shelter, hopefully. Hopefully I can sign you up for a dollar a mile, Nick. Of course, yes. <laughs> um, no question. It, um, so, so it helps me stay healthy. Uh -huh. i got to pass the stress test first so in April, so hopefully. We'll... You're a pretty active guy, though, yeah. and you've, you've, you've done so, different things all over the world. You know, so pass the stress test, then I go on the AT trail. AT trail, yeah. And, uh, this, yep. this summer, when's that? Yeah, in now? July. Yeah. July first. Yep. I do know that you had a good, you had a good workout this morning. We were talking yeah. about so. I'm you, trying to get in shape. Yourself. That's I'm trying good. to get in shape. Can you tell me about just this kind of the theme of this podcast? And it could be whether personally or professionally. But is there any kind of game changing experience that you can think of, or when you face some type of adversity, maybe and how you learn from from that? Well, I well I think in business you just hunker down and resolve the issue, what what it, whatever it is, and. Um, and not kick the can get it done mm. is it a you know new products that you, you need at work or is it a safety issue um or lack of sales you know you know machines aren't working or, or whatever just gotta gotta get it done yeah. gotta get F it done and go face forward the issue. face the issue get it done and uh you're better for it um and and identify what the issue is uh, you know, we've had some past sales issues, and we focused on uh, sales process, mm. and uh, it's worked. We've had some production issues, put money back into the production plants um, correctly, and um, and not kick the can, and not try to save the money, and it's really made the difference for our, for our business, getting things done. It's kind of that delicate uh, relationship too between sales and operations, and your manufacturing company, and everybody focuses on production quality. But yep. you know, it's a, I guess it's one of those things. If you're not out there selling, you need that you need that top line, so revenue coming in. Yeah, but also, you know, you know, you can't run a company in silos. You know, mm -hmm. you, know you know, everybody's in a silo, not talking to each other. So, yeah. so our company, I think, crosses all those lines, and you know, you know leans used in sales, leans mm -hmm. used in production, quality is in also in sales if you write it write the wrong order you know you got a claim Correct. so so it's across the board everybody working together you yeah. got to get it done and uh and i think it's worked out well over the years yeah yeah wonderful yeah. Well, that's good you know it's been um i wanted to tell a quick story about how i met you mm. so uh, i don't know if you really if you remember this but probably four or five years ago now i, I attended a uh a dinner and we have by chance just happened sit, sitting next to each other at the dinner and you know my business was pretty new and you said hey Nick what do you do and and what what's going on and kind of kind of like how can I help you and mm. you gave me a great opportunity that I wanted to say to to get involved in helping the construction project over at Ulbrick and right. uh, that was for my in my business whether you know it or not was a real game changer for us because it gave us credibility and uh, you're you're a household name especially in the area here and, and people said well you, you did work for for Ulbrich, uh, we trust you to do work for us too. So Great. thank you for that. Yeah. I really well, appreciate it. Thanks for your comments. You know, 
Yeah, uh, one source, the Knicks built a uh, warehouse for us, a million-dollar warehouse, on time, in budget. <laughs> and it, and we, before that, we had all this stuff stored outside. And it was a game-changer for our company yeah, well, thank at, you. at Wire in North that. Haven. So a nice job. Thank you. Well, yep. it's, been a, it's a real honor to know you, and, and um, I really do value our friendship, our okay. relationship. Appreciate it. And um, so I, it's really been exciting to have you on the podcast. There's something that you may not know about me, and this is what I kind of do at the end of every one. Mm. I'm a coffee buff, and I travel all around the local coffee shops in Connecticut. And I tried recently, and I, I always do a little plug in every, in every one, Ashlawn Farm Coffee in Old Saybrook. Hmm. Um, established in 2002. I also have a thing where we roast, where they have to roast on-site or in-house. So other than t- telling you when you're driving down the shore this summer, if, if you check out Ashlawn Farm Coffee, I'm having a cup of it here this morning. Okay. And um, I, I, I think that they're incredible. Family-owned, family business. Nice. And uh, they've actually been able to kind of, they had a family farm and started the coffee as a kind of a hobby. And it turned into being a real mainstay for their family. So kind of how they've evolved and changed with the times and stayed competitive was a big game changer for them. So Excellent. Anyway, that, that's have what to I have. have to try it, Nick. Try it out. That's what I have. Thanks okay. again, Chris, Okay, for thank you, out. Nick. I'll talk to you. Thank okay. you. Thank Take you care. very much. All right, you got it.